This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Main Hustle Media Podcasts are recorded on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, Tongva, Hohokam, and Yucateco Maya people. And we wish to pay our respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Queer and Far podcast, a travel podcast from a couple of queer femmes, mm-hmm. providing tips and resources for traveling safely while Black, Brown, queer, disabled, and any other marginalized and or intersections in between. I am your senior tia, Charmaine Fury, joined by my co-host. You're still your loving noob shenanigans, and this is Mia esposa. Esposo. <laughs> it's staying in. It's staying in. Esposo. Esposo. Tu es mi esposa. That's a good Jeffrey. And you're my podcast esposa. That's true. Yes. Very true. See. Very true. We are back for our second installment of Vida in Merida. This one is about the observations of what we've experienced since we've been here. Just to recap from last episode, we did talk about our travel day, our first travel day here in Merida, and a couple of the little things that we have seen while we've been here. Today, mm-hmm. we're actually going to get into the observations of really only being here for one week so far. Right. Amazing, like, decolonizing mindset, yeah. all kinds of stuff that has been popping up and unlearning the stuff that people have been telling us about, don't go to Mexico and what Mexico's not safe and stuff like that. Um, just day, every day, there's yeah. some version of that going on who wants to go first do we want to jump in like what do you we, like jeff go first we we're going to talk about uh five observations five obvers, observations that we each that. that we kind of have if we have five yes I think we'll have. he has some i have some and they may, and you know what you have some and we might overlap we might overlap. so if we overlap we should say hey i had that one too sure think? okay all right so mm-hmm. jeff this one's you so i gotta lean this one I get it. We're going to go in here like this. Correct. Um, So I have my observation is that you literally have to ask for the bill at a restaurant. They don't rush. They don't rush you like Mm -hmm. they do in America. So this is counter to everything that like being an American in a public eating situation is like we how go, 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 go we are. (laughs) So I've had doses of this because I have an international family. My my husband's biological father is um, Middle Eastern. And when we've gone out to dinner, depending on which sides of my family or his biological father, meals are times for fellowship, socializing. Mm-hmm. You are not trying to eat and mm-hmm. go. And so you'll find that like in American restaurants, when we're with those sides of the family, you know, the waiters will keep coming up trying to close out the bill. Yeah, and they'll leave the thing on the table. Yeah. And whereas like my father-in-law would be like, um, add another cup crab cake, like just to get them to go away from the table and yeah. to allow us to keep sitting at that table. And the American waiter at that time is thinking, I'm losing money mm-hmm. because you're not moving. Whereas mm-hmm. like everywhere else in the world almost a meal is an experience. It's a time to fellowship and stuff like that. So for me, I'm noticing, I don't know if you guys are experiencing, there's moments where I'm just like, I know we're supposed to ask for the bill, but should we be mm-hmm. like, should we go? Should we go? Yeah. And um, same working I'm, on trying, I'm to, working on just relaxing. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's and enjoying and finishing my drink. So that, that was my first observation. The other one, are you feeling weird about um, sitting there that long? No. Not You're really. pretty chill, generally. I, I'm, 
I'd go with the flow. I, I would just add that that mindset um, is universal here. It's it's not the you know the medium restaurant that right. everybody yes. chills at. It's the oh. five star hotel, mm -hmm. you know, three course setting. Mm -hmm. They don't or care. Or, they don't care. or you're at the you know Union Tacos mm -hmm. that's not even on the map for some reason. Right. Hole in the wall. Shot. <laughs> and like it only Uber has four tables. Yeah. People will just stand outside and just have a conversation while they wait for a table to open up. Yeah. And I, so we did have a moment, I think this morning, we went to a place that was popular and yeah. small. Mm -hmm. um, and when we got there, it looked packed. So we walked back outside because we we're like, we don't know what to do. Do we wait? Mm -hmm. So I was ready to sit outside. There's a bench outside. I was ready to sit outside and wait for people to leave. But then the waiter comes out and he's like, what y'all want yeah and we're like just you know three people and he's like we can put you at the bar great we couldn't see the bar from where we're yeah. at so mm -hmm. i just assumed we it didn't know um, but that feeling of just like oh shit we got to go somewhere else where i'm just so used to like being an inconvenience yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's basically what it is yeah being an inconvenience and also i waited tables and managed restaurants in the united states in the past mm. it's very different yeah. So like your so last night we went to this geek burger cafe, which Fun. literally did have just two or three tables in it. We mm -hmm. were the only family or group of people that were there the whole yeah. time. But just like you said, they didn't lovely try to brush staff. us out. They mm -hmm. were you a know, very lovely staff. There's also like they don't necessarily come and check on you too often. They really do just you, try to yeah, they leave you yeah, alone. Yeah, they leave you alone, but it doesn't feel like you're being abandoned. No. Because they're looking at kind you. of generally in yeah. your direction so that because every time i wanted to do some flag someone i could flag somebody yeah um and again same with the the nicer fan more fancy place that we went to all the way down to mm -hmm. the mom and pops um and the mediums it we're having the same experience every time so for me i think my test will be as i continue on here calming the fuck down yeah. and just having the experience yeah. and mm -hmm. i would be curious to see like by the time you guys come yeah. back to visit how, I how chill up. i am yeah and, in how, it, and, and how, how you're like and you're like some some come um because that's what i hope that i get here that that um releasing that time as a construct thing that i have such a strong problem with yeah. um right that you might've seen me stress out with a little bit like this. Yes. No, I, I'm the same mm -hmm. way. I run my own business. I have to be boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. I don't get nothing done. So I totally get it. So another thing that, that I would add to that is when, when you look at like the staff, when you're in like the United States or even other um, countries that I've been to, when you're in a high class hotel, mm -hmm. you expect a certain type of etiquette from the staff. Mm. If I go to a five-star resort, I expect the waiter standing there with the towel on his arm, <laughs> watching the room to see if anybody yeah. has the slightest need. You will find that here at the four tables. Yes, yeah, at the small bar. Pop, yeah, you will find the chef. Like this morning, mm -hmm. I ordered a kid's meal. Yeah, I want scrambled eggs, bacon, and I, I can't eat a lot. I'm I'm feeling a little off. I We're just both want to having meal. some tum tum adjustments. And, yes. and there's there's no pomp and circumstance. There's mm -hmm. no spotlight to the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. But I look back there, and I see my plate being built, and he is arranging the parsley. Yeah. Like his, his you you just look at his arm, his form, and his hand and the yeah. position. This guy is doing it like he's at a five-star resort. You felt like you were at like the nicest restaurant in France. Right, exactly. And my plate is just looking like 
it's yeah. a yeah, the place we place. went to today, which we will be sharing, um, we all had an emotional experience by yeah, how it was good a, it, was. it was. But like delightful. literally the plating. Yeah. yeah. For was something like that was less look, than fifty dollars, a yeah. meal that was less than fifty dollars for, for three us. people. Yeah. And it was just like exquisite. You yeah. will see. You will see the photos. And so, um, the other observation I have is supermarkets uh, do not have farm any pharmacy stuff in it. Mm -hmm. To include is something as simple as Tylenol. Yes. So things are very much like separate. A bakery for baked goods. A meat shop for meat goods. But like they have a supermarket. It's and they'll just have that. a little bit of the food and a little bit of the chew, but, but they won't have, I did not see any place to buy Tylenol, Tums, Pepto-Bismol, any of that. that I couldn't even find aloe at the grocery store. store. Yeah. yeah. So, Walmart. so yeah. you have to, you went to Walmart and got Walmart has some of those things. All in we were trying spot. really hard internets not to, not to, go, to go to Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. But, that but makes if you sense. want to support got, the local businesses, yeah. you've got to diversify you your shopping list a bit. So yeah. the the experience of this that's closest and relatable to an American audience is that um, I'm from California. You can get everything in a supermarket. Right. Mm -hmm. In Texas, you can't get you can get beer and wine in Not a supermarket, liquor. but you can't get liquor. Right. Mm -hmm. Which I knew and forgot. Right. And I I make rum cakes, so mm -hmm. I'm looking up and down the aisle, and I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, how the why why is it this hard? And I'm, I didn't even realize I wasn't seeing other liquor. Yeah. And then it took me forever to find a liquor store to go to because not that they're not all over the place. It's just, I don't have an eye for them. You know, right. like, it's just not my thing. So the frustration of like, if I know, and I make a lot of rum cakes, if I know I have to make a rum cake, I have to get myself into this frame of mind that I got to go right. You know, across town. So that's like the closest thing that I you would experience here in the States. Right. With that said, there are, a million pharmacies, a million yeah. supermarkets. Mm -hmm. Like it's not hard. It's not hard to get what to you need. to find a, a location of something. It is hard if you're looking for a particular type of brand something or brand of something. Um, and the and the reason why I'm bringing that up, internet, is I I have extremely sensitive skin. Yes. Um, I had to take a couple of days off of doing anything here because I I broke out in a rash, which is not uncommon. I don't want to think that this is just a Mexico thing. No, this happens to me. Wherever, it, wherever the hell I go. Um, and I knew that only certain products I wanted my knee jerk reaction. I need to find certain products. I know they work. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I did was able to find most um, hydrocodone was a, Oh no. Hydrocortisone. Cortisone, they yeah. don't have, uh, don't tend to have that here. And if you do, they don't have the same strength um, if you were to find it. Yeah. Right. And then there's the thing of like, if it doesn't exist, if the brand or the thing you're familiar with doesn't exist right. here, make sure you do your Googles to so try to figure to out find, what the equivalent yes. is. So you can go to the and take a photo of it. So you can go to so the, the pharmacy, pharmacy and then they're like, oh, and then they help. Yeah. Right. Even with with um, Spanish not being my strong point or English being their strong point, they were very much able to. And of course, guys, bring your phone, tr Google track, mm -hmm. like, especially when you're talking about something medical, try to be as specific as possible. Yeah. And they were able to really help me. Yeah. So. Yeah. The one thing I, I would add to that is the the nice pro of having the store only specialize in certain products is that all of the staff members for that store are very are knowledgeable. extremely yeah. knowledgeable yeah. of those products. Yeah. I went into the the pharmacy and said, "Hey, I need one percent hydrocortisone cream," and he rambled off set in Spanish. I'm like, "No comprendo. Google, I don't Google speak Spanish yet." <laughs> He's like, and then he goes over. Pulls up that's product says hydrocortisone here, 
and then points to a different mm, ingredient. ingredient. Yeah. It starts with a G and I'd have to go look it up now. Right. And he's like, this is what you need here if yeah. you're looking for hydrocortisone. Yeah. It's not the, oh, I don't have it. Sorry, you're going to have yeah. to go try another store response that I get at Home Depot when I can't find something I right. want. Yeah, we haven't been told no, no. anywhere. We've no. been told go, go there, there or try this instead yeah. or anything mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah. so that that's that. Um, and if you look lost in the store, they will help. They you. will come up and try to Listen, help you. We were saying you don't technically have to look lost. Like literally, people just walk up to you, and, and the first question out of their mouth is, "Where do you need, need to, to be?" be? Or, or like, if you're in a store, what do okay. I need to assist you? With? Or do you need English? <laughs> or do you need English? Yeah. The a lot of people will just switch and say, "Are you more comfortable in English?" And for the most part, I'll say like, "I'm trying. I'm to trying learn. to learn. That's why I'm slow." But they're not. They're not stopping me no. when they're speaking English mm -hmm. to me and letting me try my Spanish to them, which has been nice. Everybody's been really cool. There's only been one lady who kind of laughed every time I tried in Spanish. And again, I didn't take it with offense. I just no. took it as like, you know, you're so cute. You're so adorable. You know, like you're trying you're so, so hard to speak Spanish. So like, yeah. yeah, we everybody here has been helpful in a way that almost fit, makes you feel like you're being pranked. Being from the United no, States. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, there's no way you can live in a place where everybody's this nice to you. Yeah. Um, and it's it's something you hear all the time. Like, oh, the people are so friendly. Yeah. Everybody's very helpful. And you're like, yeah, sure, fine. Yeah. Literally. They're only, they're yeah. only but to be fair, because of the other subjects that we usually talk about on our show, they're usually nice to people like him. Yeah. Or people mm -hmm. like me. Yeah. Not you. But here. They're walking straight up to you. Everybody yeah. is treat Like, I'm not... Ooh, am I going to say the sentence? I'm feeling like I'm being treated with the respect of a mediocre white man. Mm -hmm. even, though, <laughs> even though I'm a fellow brown. Like, I, the funny thing that's happening to me here that isn't happening, um, that doesn't happen in the U.S. is that Latino people in the U.S. assume I am Latina. Oh. Mm. Here, they're not assuming anyway. that. They're it's just. Where are you from? Well, not even that. They're just they just start in with English with me. Yeah. So they obviously mm -hmm. can tell I'm a foreigner. Yeah. Um, and it's not the assumption because like in in the US, a Latino person will ask me, why don't I speak Spanish? Right. And then I'll explain that I'm, um, you know, negra y japonesa. And then they'll be like, OK, but, you know, it takes that minute for them to realize I'm to like mm -hmm. recode my face and then decide I'm not. A, oh, a Latin person. Right here, I'm not getting the impression that anybody thinks I'm Latin. I'm getting the impression that they can tell I'm an American. Right. That's weird to me because I don't have that experience, mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, in America. Right. Uh, it's not as walkable as I would like. Fair. Um, and um, not saying distance-wise, guys. Um, I was just. It's it's the it, roads. It, it's the roads. Mm -hmm. The um, the sidewalks are higher. Um, there are, I mean, there's a lot They're of water that comes there here. I don't They're know most, how to say it. Like, um, cobblestones in some places, some, places some things are, are, you know, there's a lot of water. There's some damage on the roads and lots of stuff is uneven. So I would worry for somebody that you needs to have a mobility aid of any kind. Mm -hmm. And, and, and a lot of places, if you're in a wheelchair, I am, I don't, worried. we have yet to see a person in a wheelchair. We have seen people with canes. I have seen people in motorized wheelchairs. Um, like the little beep, beep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. But in that area where we first went out to dinner. Okay. So what I would say to keep in mind about that, if you're trying to come to Medida and you have a mobility issue is that this is a, this is the first 
colonized city. Yeah. Like the first city where colonizers settled. Um, so it's over 600 years old, right. this city. It, there are places where it's updated, absolutely. Yes. But in the old part of town or the like the where where the older architecture still exists, you're going to be dealing with like mosaic rock or mm -hmm. cobblestone type, type, type yeah. higher things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so different elevations. Holes, holes divots, potholes, divots. You'll have um, concrete. Uh, a ditch with a pipe running through it and then the rest of the concrete instead yeah. of a flat surface. And yeah, rather than a flat surface, you'll see these chunk outs in mm -hmm. the middle where it's like a step or two down and then a flat and then a step or two up. And it's not like it's necessarily for someone to drive through or anything like yeah. that. It's just it's randomly just kind of um, like that. I mean, I, I'm slowing up. I have some mobility issues, not as nearly as, uh, as others. Um, you have to be very mindful. You're also walking really fast, which makes me nervous because yeah. I'm like, if you, I'm trying to you keep up to with accept, yeah, I your know, mobility. I'm and I'm not yet, but uh, but you know, uh, watch. I look down a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, Even uh, I do. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, lighting has been an issue in some some places. areas. It's not, not like there's crazy, a lot of though. street lights. Mm -hmm. It's not really so, a lot. You know, it's funny because at night in the in the the like historical square. Even though it was lit, it almost made you feel like it was gas lit or or yes. candle lit because candling. it was like such a warm it was a glow glow yeah. versus like yeah. lights, you know. So, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So I would say keep in mind for mobility issues that that there is. It might be easier to stay at an updated hotel. Right. So there is a than, part of town where all the nicer hotels are. Yeah. And I noticed the, the sidewalks were a little bit flatter, or at least even if they were cobbly, mm -hmm. they were even. Yeah. Flat, the, yeah. the roads were wider and stuff like that, too. So that would be, I mean, you still want to go and see all the historical things, but that in that respect, mm -hmm. that would be a safer place if you have to maneuver for grocery stores and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, for Chichen Itza, you would have to go in through the exit to be able to, to, to you go couldn't in. do the stairs. Yeah, you, you couldn't yeah. do the stairs there. You'd have to go around. So there are a lot of places where you don't necessarily see ramps. And then there's some places where it's all ramps. All ramps, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. One observation to piggyback off of that, though, yeah. is that the way they care about their elderly yes. and the way they're assisting their elderly, yes. whether they're related or strangers Not. or whatever, mm -hmm. if, a, if there's a abuela walking down the street, someone just walks up and cups her arm to yeah. guide, you know, to help her, you know, mm -hmm. step down. Because like I said, there's a lot of these step downs that just don't seem to have a purpose, purpose like, that, that I we can, that we can understand. Yeah. Um, and so you'll see like a lot of, you know, people kind of humping down it and you'll just see a random person go up and, yeah. and assist and the yeah. woman yeah. Um, down the way or across the street, even blocking traffic to let that um, somebody through someone yeah. through. Yeah. There's buses that seem to be exclusively, exclusively for, older, for people. older people. I have seen that. Um, so yeah. maybe that is uh, while we haven't witnessed it yet. Maybe that is something where there is right. the disability service. The mobility disability mm -hmm. services are there mm -hmm. possibly, possibly related yeah. to that. Um, I'll definitely be keeping more of an eye Thank on that you. while I continue to be here. But um, that was an observation my, my husband had made right away. He's like, man, they care about their old people here. Because if you, if as an American, mm -hmm. you come here and you're like, yeah, old people would just perish after a while because yeah. the way to get around yeah. would be difficult. The community steps up and just takes yeah. care of them. And so there, you see like even the, a lot of the older people, you don't really see like 
hunched over old people like you yeah. kind of do in the city. Right. You see, and like, they're still kind of active. They're still walking around. I see a lot more masks here. I think we should put that in there because that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because even on buses, even outside, a lot of people are, are wearing, still wearing masks, masks to protect yeah. people. And when prompted before when I had this conversation with people from here, it's like, we're protecting our elders. We, we want our elders safe. Yeah. Unlike yeah. America where, you know, hey, it like, is very it's an acceptable. It's a conceptable law. It's not that everybody is wearing masks, but, but a, uh, lot, a lot of people mostly. are. And like when we walked up to um, when we like were all wearing our masks and we walked up and people were coming to help us, they would be putting, putting their masks mask off on. to approach yeah. us. Um, so you just get the sense of just like caring. I care. Yeah, I care. I'm not judging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, respect. Yeah. For instance, been- like I went up to the Liverpool Which is store like a mall at the mall and uh, started walking around the mall. And of course, the mall looks identical to a mall in the U.S. You've still got Sally Beauty. You've still got Dillard. You've still got all these stores you recognize. So weird, a Dillard but <laughs> in the middle of the mall, there, there was an ice rink. And I was oh, like, no. oh, that's cool. You know, you got the young active people out yeah. there. And then I went around the side of the, of the ice rink and there's this little section that's kind of like a dugout mm-hmm. for, for storage. They had at least 80 of those fold-out lockers for for older people to go hang out on the ice. Yeah, that's fun. I was like, like 80 of them just in a row. I thought they were like, you know, chairs for conventional. No, they're all (laughs) fold-out walkers just neatly stacked up in the corner. Oh, that's So you can just fill the ice rink with whoever needs mobility help. I was like, holy crap. That's That's Yeah, like you can immediately tell. That they care about the elderly oh, yeah. here, and yeah. it's not—it's not in your—it's not in your face in no. a way of just like there's signs or anything like that. No. It's just literally in the nature of the people, of the people. Yeah, reaching over, giving an arm, or, or an they'll just come out of the restaurant, stop the traffic in the road, yeah. get the elderly person Christmas into Christmas. their Uber, yeah. get the car backed up into yeah, traffic, direct traffic, and to then it. release traffic, mm-hmm. and nobody will and honk. No one honks. No one honks. No Whereas anywhere else, the light turns Tries to go green, around. and you're yeah. not but, on it. You'll get at least two cars. Yeah. Often. That being said, like once the car back goes away, then it's doing. Yeah. Then the driving But the patience in allowing for yeah. that kind of stuff. And it's the, the best way I could describe it is they are aggressively polite. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best way. Like, get out of my way. Oh, okay. You okay. need some help. Yeah. Like, okay, either, let's go. I was yeah. like doing the stupid tourist thing where I got lost for a split second. And Charmaine's like, hey. And I had stopped in the middle of the road not realizing I had done that. Yeah. And I turned around and it looked like I annoyed somebody. I was like, Los Diego, Los Diego, because I was really, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. And he looked annoyed for a second. Like, he's like, oh, no, no, don't be, don't cry. No, it's okay. Like, he looked like he was apologizing to me for me being up. I'm like, no, no, it's, no, I was being an idiot. Like, yeah. that so, um, uh, let's see. I haven't had heartburn. Yeah. Since arriving. The food is clean. I, mm-hmm. I, and I, guys, I have digestive, I have digestive issues along with some med- medical issues that make it like, I take a lot of medication. Um, I get heartburn in, in the United States from drinking water sometimes, it's, but I cannot have juice in the United it's States. It's actually something we've been talking about for months of like, you hoped you could eat here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You weren't even sure if you would be able to, and if this might be a miserable experience right. because you didn't know if you could eat here. Right. Now, granted, I haven't gone too hot, hot yet. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be yeah, a little smart, smart. smart, but I'm drinking juice Every day, I the found juice, a juice here, here is so good. Yes, it's good. I'm drinking it I'm every single day, and normally I can't even think about orange juice without getting heartburn. Yeah, and I'm having delicious juice. The juice, I'm... the juice that comes in a box, yeah, from mm-hmm. the supermarket 
tastes like you just squeezed, squeezed an it, orange. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's um, and the last one observation is recycling is not as easy and accessible as I would really hope it to be. They do it. It's but just not easy. It's an not, extra. You, you have extra to make step. extra steps. And yeah. I will take those steps. But yeah. It's, it's also compartmentalized, just like the grocery stores mm, where you can't yeah. get the pharmacy stuff at this glass grocery store. This the glass goes to one spot. The cardboard might go to another spot. This spot might take only plastics one, two, and five. Mm. No, um, yeah. So, and like there's a, a PDF printout of if it's this type of material, it goes to this address. If it's this type oh, of material, yeah, these three that. places. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll send it to yeah, you. Yeah. I have it. But the thing is like two pages long of where. Yes. But I would really like stuff. to make the effort. Yeah. Right. Com coming from Houston, Houston is a really hard place to recycle in. Um, they had recycle centers, or you could pay like $25 a month for them to come to your house to do the recycle mm -hmm. to pick it up. But, um, Apparently, they used to run carts here okay. until the pandemic, uh, and then they froze the carts, and they haven't launched, started them back up, but they used to have carts collection. I see. But because of the pandemic, they said, you bring it to us. I see. Piggyback. Do you want to drop some observations of, of on this episode for Medida? <laughs> I'm sure you have. But I, mean, I, I, I used yours with about the abuelas, like how they treat the old people here. Oh, yeah. Oh, three people on motorcycles, including a baby. <laughs> that oh, was uh, that was interesting. And the, the uh, lizard population is more present. The lizard population <laughs> is uh, thriving. I the, will say the toilet lizards are thriving. We have we've had more toilet lizards in Medida than any place we've ever lived. One of mine piggybacks to both of uh, the ones you brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Helpful. Um, there seems like Do you want to there seems to be poverty here. Like clearly, there's poverty here, but yeah. it doesn't feel nearly as desperate. Exactly that, what I just said. So for those who not by the mic, he said there's there is poverty here, but it's not nearly as as like uh, I said, people still seem desperate, desperate as. as, in as in, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly what I was saying. Like they still seem robust. They still seem fed, right. and mm -hmm. they have access when. In America, there is no access. Yeah, like there is none. They have help, it seems, and, and we don't know yet what that is. But like, just immediately across the street, there but is was, a house that's half house and half right. Nothing. Well, on my our way to, but they I was fine. actually doing some research on that. And while they they're saying like, you know, there's like this, of course, in American records, they're saying no, it's worse here, it's worse another. In the world, people looking at us know it, it's actually is felt worse in America than it mm -hmm. is in yeah. Mexico and other countries that I was looking at. Because even in, in terms of that, like American exceptionalism, exceptionalism thing where you're just like, oh, like I can imagine seeing an American tourist in an Uber driving down any of the roads that we Went we to. drove to, And they'll be like, oh, my God, it seems so poor here. Like I can see that happening. Yeah. And when I see it, I'm like it doesn't actually look as bad as Skid Row area of, of LA. Well, remember right. that when I, when, you guys weren't there for this, but when Je, uh, Jeff and I were driving to Houston with a, an Uber uh, from the airport, we were going to where uh, Charmaine and Tristan lived in that area because that's where our Airbnb was for the overnight for us to be traveling. Mm -hmm. And when we got to the area and we were passing some 
very rundown houses, people living there. You can clearly seeing that they were squatting and it looked very derelict and it looked like people were having a really hard time. And when we, when we got to our location, I was like, Oh, which side is the thing? Which side is the address? The, the Uber driver who did not say one word was this black, this black older man who did not said one word and said, stopped, turn around and you don't live here. And then we're like, no, we're, you're visiting. Yeah. He's like, okay, you be very careful while you're here. You're in the hood. And I'm like, don't I, go out. Don't go lived, out at night. Having like, lived in the neighborhood, I would say it's hood adjacent, but, but I'm also a mixed black person who grew up in the hood. So like for me, where I lived, wasn't nearly as desperate, but but for me, um, everybody was lovely mm-hmm. in your neighborhood. Yeah, my neighborhood I, was I great. Didn't have, but again, uh, but to be fair, internet. You were there we for twenty four hours. We do look like the type of people. You look like who white people who stumbled wander. into the hood and you mm-hmm. didn't know where you were. I, I kind of yep. get maybe where he may have been coming from, but it <laughs> yes. was just the shock yeah. on his face. I mean, you have and to the tell act, and and not not he wasn't disgusted or anything. He was legit concerned. He was concerned. And he you could have said my friend lives you know, right. across the street or something like that. But um, I didn't want to be like, you know. Yeah, I know black people. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like but but yeah, that's a good parallel is like the desperation of some of the poor people that lived in the neighborhood that I lived in compared to Here. the woman across the street who has mm-hmm. half a house. Yeah. Half a house standing. Sitting on the porch enjoying so, life. Yeah. Cutting up the Mormons and... show up every night to read to her. Oh, okay. And she just sits there and listens to like she like again, she doesn't seem desperate. She doesn't seem underfed. She she smiles. She greets us every time we go outside. I, your neighborhood is so lovely. Um, here. I love coming to so see you here. It does feel less desperate, like you know, like we were talking about at the beginning. Destitute. Like, yeah, it's it's not when I was in Houston going by those people looked yeah, oh sad. no we had we had they some looked very bereft it's it's the, it's hard the homeless population in Houston is in really bad shape there's very few ser- services yeah. and every time you saw a person you weren't sure you were going to see them alive again yeah. so yeah so, so to be fair that yeah yeah so, we're not experiencing that here um and I know we've right. only been here for a week but it seems to be the same whether we're in my neighborhood, your neighborhood, right. or the other neighborhoods that we've visited so far. Yeah, so kind of tying in both the the road conditions and walkway conditions yeah. along with the eagerness of people to assist people mm-hmm. getting in and out of cars that are trying to get around. Um, one big thing that I would suggest is make sure that you plan extra time um, for going to and from events. So if you're yeah. going to have dinner at 7, and it says it's a you know 15 minute drive plan a half an hour yeah because your uber driver may take more time to get oh, to right. you for a lot of one way streets right. and all has, of the yeah. streets are all one way, streets are one yeah. way. so yeah. they may make a square around you to come up from the south yeah. Yeah. to pick you up and continue the right direction and if you're in um, paseo de montejo which is mm-hmm. a really nice neighborhood that we really enjoy it's a very long straight stretch of a, of a, a street where you can't just turn you gotta right. go way up the street, to go a through a roundabout, and come yeah. back down the other way. So right. even if you're, even if like you're yeah. going just a few blocks that way, you would have to go further down to come yeah. back up. Yeah. So you do have to. It, it may take you. It, it often took my Uber about the same amount of time to get to, to get me to as, as to, to get just to, get to the yes, destination. That's true. And the reason why guys we weren't walking is one, the humidity is is pretty high. It's very yeah, it's very. High. Um, 
and it is so easy. The sun is intense. And it's, it's in more intense. Uh, I'm trying to be kinder to myself. And, and also we're carrying stuff. Now we're trying to get supplies for we're you. And stuff. Stuff. Like, we're trying to be realistic. And the, like, again, and because of the condition, not the, not the condition, like right. I'm saying it's a shoddy thing, but like because of the nature of the right. way mm -hmm. the streets are built or the sidewalks are built, it's not really conducive to lugging a lugging bunch of stuff shit about yeah. if you're yeah. walking around. Yeah. Yep. Even if you had something that rolled. Yeah. And like, I, I, I don't have like necessarily mobility problems, but I have a difficulty walking long distances because I have flat feet. I have a, a jacked up um, knee. I have two jacked up knees and then I have a janky uh, Achilles on my right. left side. So I tuck her out and walking so quickly. Right. Well, but the main thing is it was, it's affordable for us to, to be able oh, to. Yeah. You can, yeah. The, the, the most expensive we spent, have we spent is $5 for a 15 minute drive. Yeah. When I know I can't even remotely do that for anything less than 40. Right. 40. And even like I've mapped out if I were to go to an Uber to go to the um, Yuxal, Mall, um, and one of the other temples that are here that's about 45 minutes away, on an Uber, that would be a $48 Uber yeah. to go an hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. In Houston, going to the airport could cost me from where I lived, which was about twenty, 20 minute minutes drive, away, yeah. could cost me anywhere from twenty nine ninety nine to fifty or 60 something, something. Yeah, depending on the time of day. And just you renting mm -hmm. a car was expensive. Yeah, just renting a car for one day cost me near three hundred dollars, and then I got two hundred of it back, or I got like a hundred and something of it back. There's a lot of things that are um, more affordable here. The things that are more expensive are or importation costs is probably the reason right. why it is. And then if you are going to walk around, like let's say you're more like me and you're active and you're like, hey, I'm going to walk around for the yeah. next couple hours and, and get stuff done. It's not a problem. I, I enjoyed my walks downtown. Um, a lot of the main streets have a lot of good foliage cover. So you're not just in direct sun the, the whole, whole time. time. Right, right, right. Um, but I do it's recommend bring a hat. A minimum of a ball cap to protect your nose, protect your yeah, ears. Yeah, and even sun a sunscreen because even for mm -hmm. me who have usually used to never burn thanks to global warming, I now do. Yeah. And if you can see this way, yeah, we got our. First. I was outside for maybe two hours one whole day, and yeah. this is a two hour. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Jeff, you would put here: don't underestimate humidity. Right, because when the you're going around, if, if you're wearing a fanny pack with a with a, with a, a cinched belt, or you're wearing uh, one of those um, over the neck security mm -hmm. pouches with what? your your heavy coins, your yeah. money, your your passport in it under your shirt, swinging around, you're going to get chafing. Yeah, yeah. If you're not wearing a tank top under it to protect your chest, mm -hmm. um, you're probably going to end up with a rash. You're going to sweat every um, place that you didn't know yeah, you could sweat. So, yeah, so wear light clothing. And you I was a huge fan of cargo shorts because I could put my phone charger in one, yeah. my earbuds, my house keys, my yeah. portable battery for my phone. Yeah. And it, it's still aired out. It's, it's still light. Aired out. It's not sitting on my shoulders in a backpack, getting my back all sweaty. It's yeah. not in a fanny pack, getting my midsection sweaty yeah. and chafed. Um, so just kind of think outside the box a little bit with that. Um, don't bring a whole bunch of heavy stuff with you unless Try you've got a to. nice, easy, airy yeah. uh, way to put it that's not going to chafe. And I highly recommend bringing like talcum powder 
Um, if you Change need to underwear. stuff for your for your feet for blisters, I wear even the backpack. He carries the certain stuff, but I wear the backpack that has the baby wipes, the hand mm -hmm. sanitizer. Yeah. I change. I'm not kidding. Yes, change of underwear sometimes, guys, and mm -hmm. if, especially if you're doing a day trip, but just to feel clean. Just because yeah, you're sweat. And and you know, unlike Texas, when you go from hot to air conditioning, it's not a jarring amount of cold yeah. immediately. Like it's it, mm -hmm. the air conditioning is nice, but it's not like like in Texas. You go from extreme, extreme hot, hot to frigid. To the freezing yeah. is cold, yeah, and it's so jarring on your body. And here, it's not like air conditioning that is on, and the windows or doors oh, are, are open. open. Yeah, That's transoms a, everywhere. That, that yeah. is a different thing for me. I'm not used to. It that. is very strange because you, you're still getting like a taste of the humidity, even if you're eating indoors and yeah. stuff like that. But it's not mm -hmm. not it's not unpleasant. It's just no. an adjustment um, yeah, for right. that American mindset. And, and even though like you're in the tropic area, you're not in the desert. Like I come from Phoenix. Mm -hmm. If you go outside for a couple hours, you come inside. It's obvious you need to drink water. Yeah, you here, need to drink water here, but you receptive. don't notice it. Yeah, you don't know. You'll like, actually. Why am I feeling lightheaded? Oh, and then when you go to the water. bathroom and your pee is like as hot as it is outside, it's much mm -hmm. easier to overheat in humidity because yeah. your body doesn't, doesn't sweat. Because it yeah. already feels that you're wet from the humidity, so it won't sweat. So it's very it, easy yeah. to overheat and to get faint. Because there's a couple times, like in the last two days, like, whoa, yeah. I got dizzy for a split second. And it was because I wasn't, yeah. So, so. if they recommend a liter of water a day for you in yeah. America, I would say, by. I would say two, <laughs> three. Yeah, like I, I don't like water and I'm drinking, We're drinking way more water just to make sure yeah. that I'm hydrated enough i'm drinking a lot of um horchata, horchata uh which is essentially mostly water <laughs> because yeah. i'm mixing it with most for of me the the easiest way i found to deal with it since i forget to drink water or i'm just wandering town i don't have water on me anytime i stop to eat we're I'll drinking drink a lot of water. water i'll order a water yeah order we'll, a water we'll do like a, a a drink like a lemonade or something but yeah. we also lemonade, get water, yeah, yeah, pina, get water. something that's liquid don't drink fanta all day please yeah and don't drink sodas you gotta be careful that's gonna be hard on me because i'm a soda yeah mm -hmm. i'm a soda ham but you're not doing that as much i see you drinking other stuff that's not i'm trying yeah. i'm actively trying because yeah. i i i can feel the heat and humidity and yeah okay. I, especially on yeah. my tongue that's the indicator that i feel kind of dry tongue and i'm like fuck i need to drink this nasty ass water but Okay. Yeah. And then the, I think one of my last observations I had isn't really tied into all the others, like, like all the others and in yeah. intertwined this one. Um, it, it, I would say it's important to get to know the currency culture um, here in Merida, yeah. particularly when it comes to things like tipping um, because here the, the tipping is customarily a little bit lower, like, right. you know, in, in the U S it's like anywhere 20%. from 12, 20%. Here it's more like 10, 15 percent. Yeah. If I give 20 percent on an Uber, I get a message back from the Uber guy going, "Holy crap! Thank you so much yeah. for the extra money." But um, to put it in context, a lot of the people here make about 10 U.S. dollars a yep. day. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and and what we forget is like in the U.S., we don't tip certain positions. Yeah. yeah. You don't go to Walmart and tip the, and tip the cashiers bagger yeah and here you here should. i didn't know that you should be day. tipping like five pesos per, per bag that the person bags so if you get four bags of groceries you should be giving them 20 pesos and i didn't realize that too and didn't have a clue there's nothing that tells you that there's mm -hmm. no signs there if you don't and they don't like 
no. You know, right. like, there's a lot of tourist places where like a person will literally hold their hand yeah, out yeah, and you yeah. go, oh, I got to Here, together, if you don't but... know it, they just don't get their money. Yeah. And yeah. That, and that is bad. really. So now like learning that today, we're a week in. You're like, we're oh like, my oh, God, how I'm many people, you know, like, yeah, there's yeah. like 30 people, people that I insulted and they think I'm crazy American. Yeah. Right. We just got to know better to do better. And yeah. then just like in the U.S., like if you're going to tip somebody, coins are better because Merida is primarily a coin and cash-based society. So that's an adjustment. Less electronic. So yeah. it's more easy to go into your Uber app and say, oh, 15 and hit send. But if you give them 15 pesos. It's a big deal. That is and I don't a even huge know, like, deal. I've barely gotten change in coin form back, which I think is strange. Like, how do I get the coins yeah. to get, We're, you know? Yeah, we and got, that's why pulled. this morning I just pulled out a 200 pesos and said, I need coins. He's like, I'm like, propinas. He's like, ah, and he brought What's me exactly. Propinas, uh, tips. propinas oh, is for tips. Tip. Okay, okay. Uh, La yeah, propina. La propina. So he comes back with a few bills, breaking the 200 down, and then he's got the perfect set of tens and fives, um, but no ones and no twos. Okay. And when I was researching, okay, why did he give me only fives and tens? Well, if you tip in ones and twos, it can be considered an insult. Oh. Kind of like if somebody tips you in pennies in Got the U.S. It. instead of leaving a dollar, it's an insult. I see. So if you're going to tip, tip nothing less than a five, five? peso okay. coin if you can absolutely help it. But if you can or make it or obvious that I really appreciate what you're doing. I only have small coins. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because no. I've been doing. Otherwise, it's an insult. I've been running out of tens. and five, So I've been making 15 out of twos and fives. Right. I see. But you got to make sure they understand it's not an insult. It's not an insult. Okay. I didn't, I didn't realize um, that until say, just now. Siento, so. you know, my coins are small. I appreciate your, your service. Got it. Um, and then other than that, five pesos, 10 pesos for your average lift and then, you know, tip your bagger. But they, there's more to it than that. Those are just like the big ones that I missed. Um, so I would definitely recommend researching into the culture. Yeah, that makes um, sense. It almost makes me wonder, like, should you tip the people who stop you on the street to help you? But I think that's just the culture. People are just yeah, nice. That and seems stuff, but, like, to be just the culture. That just seems to be the way yeah. that it is. I got more studying to do, but so far that's just the culture. Mm -hmm. All right, so my observation so far is the bathrooms here everywhere, whether you're at a pit stop on yep. the side of the road, on mm -hmm. the way to the big temple, Chichen Itza, mm -hmm. or you're at a nice restaurant, or you're at a hole-in-the-wall restaurant, the bathrooms here are the are cleaner than any, any yeah. public mm -hmm. bathrooms I've ever been to in the U.S., in yep. the U.K., yep. in Canada, in France, I will agree with in the, the Bahamas. Yeah. Like you, this is one of the this is one of the big ones that smacked me in the face of just like fuck American ex exceptionalism, you know, like that they've told like people have been telling us, you know, why are you going to Mexico? Mexico's dangerous. Da 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 da. da. Besides the research about Merida being a safe place or whatever, but some of the things that people say is like it's dirty, it's yeah. poor, it's this, it's that. It smells musty. We're in the forest, asshole. Yeah, like it's it, yeah, like, like it's, it's literally a humid it's, tropical it's place. It's called dirt. Yeah, and it's not even that bad. It's like, not. I I was expecting from what I heard no. that it was like really bad, but no. like most I, of it smells. Now, granted, I haven't been everywhere. Sure. Right. We're talking about Merida right now. I'm sure there's some sure. shitholes. Like sure. there's shitholes everywhere. Sure. But literally, like on our way to Chichen Itza, we stayed. At, we we went through some towns that were less effluent very rural, rural, rural places. And, and even though it didn't have a toilet seat it was extremely clean yeah so that's the thing is um some public bathrooms only have the rim of the toilet yeah 
which for me was like, a, I guess this means I have to hover, you know, like right. kind of a thing. Um, but again, hole in the wall. Clean place. floors. The floor was clean. clean. No, no trash, trash on the no on trash. The floor. Actually, the floor. no trash like ever. In the street. I don't even see it either. There's a little bit here and there, like I off think of a most side of street. the street trash and, the, and the dirtiness feel that we see down here is tourism. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. 100 percent agree with yeah. that. Um, because like it it because there's not a whole lot of public trash. There are public trash cans, so they're not a whole. And lot you have of to know them. what to look for. They're not just on the street corners in front right. of your store. They're more like indent more. like. In yeah. like if if there's a store here yeah. and there's a cutout to get to the store, yeah. it'll be around there. Right. It won't or be on the have street. Like designated trash piles in a way. Right. And so there's like um if you do see a street trash bin, it'll say organica, inorganica. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like your your food based stuff or your plastics and trash, you know, paper mm -hmm. trash or something like that. Um, but it's just generally really clean mm -hmm. everywhere you go, even if like the buildings around you might look run down. Run down. The insides will be nice. There's a lot of mold, so you will see like paint That's chipping, normal. or you'll see mold or in whatever. This type but of we're in a, you were in yeah. this kind of climate, so there's that. Where I would say that like your garden variety American tourist would be like, yeah, like, but it's literally like the airport in Dallas was disgusting. Yeah, the bathroom yeah. in Dallas was disgusting. And then you come here to Merida, you go, we went to the bathroom immediately before we started customs. And it was very lovely. Yeah, and I didn't even, like at first I was like, oh, at least that was a clean bathroom. Like I felt like I needed to pay the toilet. It was <laughs> I know, it was. it's really, really clean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was really I, stunned yeah. because I've never been to a place where like, there hasn't been a single one. And like yesterday was maybe the dodgiest you know, looking bathroom at the at the little hole in the wall geek burger joint. Yeah, literally still the clean like one of the cleanest bathrooms. It's just that it was a little dim, like the lightning mm -hmm. was yeah, a little yeah. dim. Well, the whole place was dim. Yeah, and it's like uh, such an old space yeah, that yeah, like yeah. that's what you were looking at. It wasn't that it felt unclean. I haven't had a sticky floor. No, none. Like none. none. I can't Ever. even. Or a tell. wet floor. Or a wet floor. Or uh, uh, nothing. Overflow I, 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 trash. Nothing, nothing. Everything. And again, I don't. And the reason, and I, you know, this is confronting our um, Americanness. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we've been told a lie, and um, yeah, it's just it's we're just, confronting. I mean, that's it was just one of the ones that made me realize. Yeah. Turn off what you've been told. told like turn off the mm -hmm. thought process because it really everything everything is everything i'm witnessing so far mm -hmm. and no exaggeration because i'm not really prone to exaggeration no, everything i'm witnessing so far undoes some belief that at some point was instilled in me yeah because of american exceptionalism and that was a conversation we had a few episodes ago where i was like i don't feel very American because I'm not treated very American in America. Right. But I know that my mm -hmm. Americanness will come out. Yes. I just don't know how it's going to come out. And yeah. the way that stuff is being undone so quickly, where it's just like, all right, stop thinking about that. You know, like, yeah. just don't think about it this way. So that the bathrooms, that was one of the really, really key ones that, that got me. Mm -hmm. I, I also said the no heartburn thing and I will add to that. No itis. So I'm a, I'm a black person. I will eat till I get the itis that makes me get sleepy. That gives me a three hour salt sleep nap. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'll feel just sluggish and stuff like that. We've had meals that we have eaten a lot, a lot of, of food, food 
-hmm. It might be a little bit tired, but that feels more like humidity tired than than the because we're go 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 go. Then we're sitting and we're eating. But like even though even in meals where we've adjusted a lot of meat, yeah, the I don't know how to describe how clean the meat sensation. You don't have the crash sensation, and maybe it's the difference between like what the animals, the food animals are fed here versus in America. Yeah, it's so clean. I feel like we're tasting the food. Does you're that taste, make sense? You're like you're tasting. Okay, so one of the things, especially uh, for our black and brown audience, where uh, you may hear that the food's not very seasoned here. That is true-ish. Ish? Yeah. But it's more that like whatever they're doing to the food preparation, they're enhancing the way the meat itself tastes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, so I like meat like that. From the Japanese side, that's usually how we do it yeah. too. Um, but that being said, as a black person, I also like really over right, right, you know, true seasoned meat and stuff like that. And there are some like the nachos we had today that was right. hella seasoned, right? But I didn't feel sluggish after uh, where I would have felt sluggish even if I made a plate of my own home nachos. Yeah. I would have mm-hmm. felt way more sluggish mm-hmm. um, back in the states than I do in this. And my, I'm telling you, like it was a a huge right. platter of food. Yeah. Um, portions are either really, really large or really, really just fine. Perfect. But you don't feel more full or less full. No. Um, which is so strange that like, cause today for breakfast, I just had a single piece of bread, French toast, with a bunch of fruit on top. I felt as satisfied there as I did when I had a big old plate of yeah. nachos um, at lunchtime. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like, the food is just so much less processed. Like, and not you're gonna eat processed foods. There's right. nothing necessarily wrong with processed foods. It's just that so much of what is a processed, even the, the way processed foods food are, taste different. Doritos are not the same, y'all. Doritos no. don't taste the same. Yeah, no, they're, um, they're thicker. They're Coke crunchy. is not the same. Coke, even the, the Coke without the sh- sugar added is not it the is same. Not the same. Uh, like. Gatorade the is the different. way they <laughs> will poison us in the U.S. for yeah, processed for food. no problem. Yeah is the processed food here is not doing that. And it's so mm-hmm. weird. Like I haven't felt food related sluggishness yeah. one day since we've been here, except the first day we got here because we pounded some smash burgers right before we got on the plane. We That's did true. eat a lot of crap. <laughs> we had travel food. We had travel food on travel. Yeah. Day. After, you know, Wendy's breakfast. Yeah. We had a Wendy's breakfast and we had smash burger and stuff like that. But like ever since we got, to Medida, every bit of food that we've had has been uh, delightful, delightful, yeah. delicious. And that piggybacks into um, I'm a tea drinker. I'm British. I'm Japanese. Uh, tea is almost ritualistic for me. And I, I prefer loose leaf tea to bag teas because bag teas are usually like the flakes of tea leaves, yeah. not mm-hmm. necessarily tea leaves themselves. Um, and I brought tea bags with me because it was easier to travel with, but I've been looking to have like a proper cup of tea, loosely tea. And, um, the restaurant we went to today, the tea was made before it came to my table. So it wasn't like a reluctant. So in America, it's always hard to get tea in a restaurant because they're like, Oh, I got to bring you the water. And then I got to bring you the bag. And they just plunk the bag in and stuff like that. And tea is never pleasant in the States where I drink it British style. So it's important that it's more, you know, more of a ritual, more of a, uh, like way of life type of thing. Uh, here, the way they prepared the tea, like I could watch them from across the way preparing my tea. They, they had it, it was loose leaf. They had it in an extractor. They, 
let it sit for and steep before they brought it to me. And it's not everywhere. It, it's not this everywhere, great, but this place in particular did it. It was very. Impressive. So I finally, after, like, I finally after five days had a good cup of tea. I hadn't ordered it anywhere else because no, I was just like, oh, that, um, fish restaurant. Oh yeah, I did have it, and that was a fine. It was fine. Yeah. But it wasn't. Um, yeah, this was impressive. This was this was the way I was like, oh, finally this tea. Was very impressive. Uh, so I feel like it was taken very seriously here, and and also it's just like the thoughtfulness is the way like all the food is prepared and the drinks are prepared. Every restaurant we've been to that that was um, Mexican food has a little lady in the corner literally making the, oh, tortillas, the tortillas that yeah. are coming to our tables right tip after. Them. Tip them. Tip yeah. them. Yeah, tip them as well. So we're having like the freshest of tortillas that we could possibly have. Um, so yeah, so I would say, okay, my first two bathrooms, the, the food, the tea, um, travel diarrhea, it's real. Even if it's not like, like we're eating fine, we're eating healthy, we're, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. It's just that um, there are some um, biological things that are a little bit different here that you have to adjust your stomach has, well, to, has adjust to adjust to. to. Yeah. And, um, and so why we are eating clean and, and everything like that, um, you know, things are a little bit softer, <laughs> right. tum tum issues a little bit, but it's not bad. It's not uncomfortable. It's not nearly as bad as like, I, it's, it feels so fanciful, like to make this thing, but like, it's not like, the worst, it's not like even the mildest diarrhea I've ever had in the US. It's literally just like things are a little bit softer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like what I've noticed is like, cause you know, I had travel sickness as well. Um, but you it, also suffer from food. something every day. At, at right. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. but when I was having that day where I was like, I feel like crap, if I was in the US, the only way to not make it worse would be I would have to change my diet entirely to yeah. like chicken rice. noodle soup, yeah. rice, yeah. Gatorade, mm -hmm. and saltine or soda crackers. Not, or not eat for an entire day. Yeah. When I was having the issue down here, if I went and had deep fried shrimp Which at, we a, did. <laughs> at a restaurant, it didn't make anything worse. It didn't make it worse, yeah it still continued to get better at that slow, you know, it took 30 days, hours. Yeah. There's different, hours. there's different biomes down here. There's different bacteria down here. Bacteria, there's, different, yeah. there's different, there's different stuff. Also walking around and doing stuff. Also humidity is going to, I mean, yeah. people are like, Oh, what is humidity? It does has a lot. It, lots humidity of things can affect, ass, yeah. can affect your digestive tract. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, right, there's different medications that, you know, you know, yeah. yeah. So, bacteria. so if you're traveling here, bring your Imodium, bring your Pepto, mm -hmm. whichever it bring is the thing that you normally use. Ahead of I had it like bring it. They with don't have you. lactate here guys. So if you, yeah. yeah. Um, so with that in mind, you at least travel here with it. If you're going to be like me and you're going to transition to move here, um, you just have to learn what the equivalent is. So like today I learned what the equivalent of like an emodium would, so I can go there and get it to help mm -hmm. me transition out of this um, yeah. period of time. But I feel like, you know, another week or so of eating like this, things will probably, I think it'll just shake itself out. Because I'll as we were saying, it. I think we were tasting things that I feel like things are a little bit more sweeter or a little bit more saltier yeah. than I'm used to. Maybe that's also both uh, things are happening. So yeah. anything that you expect to be a certain kind of sweet is going to be more sweet here. Everything that you expect to be a certain kind of salty is going to be a little bit more salty here. Yeah. 
uh, I would say ignore all of the the Yelp reviews where American tourists are saying like, the food about is something. gross because it's too salty or it's too sweet. Yeah, it's it's literally the palate of the place here, or like the fact that the sugar is so clean it, and the yes. like, you know, yes. the raw sugar the or raw sugar or that the salt. Right. So the water here. You do drink bottled water here. You don't drink from the sink, but that has more to do with the salt the content, salt content yep. of the water here. So you don't want to be drinking ocean water. It's not that salty. You can like brush your teeth and kind of get a hint of the, the salt taste, but not yeah. a lot. Um, but you don't want to swallow it because you don't want to fill your stomach with salt water. And you'll so, dehydrate yourself. And, and then you'll dehydrate your yourself. So. Worse, yeah. so for here, like when you hear, so that again, that would be another lie that's similar to the, like it's so dirty here or whatever. You don't drink the water here because the water's dirty. You don't drink the water here because it's got a high salt content, right. which is not good for humans. Right. Yep. So you have to have clean distilled water. And um, it's also cheaper for them to not desalinize the entire water through the infrastructure. Yeah. When you're only when drinking a certain amount a certain of percentage so is being used that's what that. makes so much sense about yeah. it. Because it, while it is different for you as an American to come here and rather than turn on the sink you have a water pump, you know, yeah. water bottle that you pump and get the water out of. Mm -hmm. um, or like in the States, we would have had the water coolers where you just turn the big thing over. Right. Yeah. And you Here, can't just plug the house water into the back of the fridge. And you're right. not putting you the, have to yeah. Fill the fridge. We have, and we fridge. do have our uh, a fridge in our place that you, you know, put the cup in, it gives us water, but we put bottled water. water it's really it. cool. Yeah. It's actually yeah. built it's in. It's got a little reservoir thing. built into the door. And it straight. keeps it nice yeah. and freaking cold. Yeah. So while you're, while it is an adjustment of behavior, yeah, it doesn't not make sense. So it mm -hmm. doesn't seem like even after a week, I don't feel like I'm yeah. put out because no. I can't drink out of the sink. You know, it's I don't like to drink out of the It's, it's not different. an extra errand. It's just yeah. different. Um, so you would get a service to have water delivered. I'm in an Airbnb that all I have to do is about a day or two before my runs out, let them know, and they bring me another one. And, and then they just put it up for me and everything. And I didn't have. I didn't we have, have a Seven Eleven version. Um, uh, Oxo. On the corner, which is literally two houses away. Yeah. We just 24 7. 24 7. Yeah. We can get snacks, food, and, and then, water. And the, the nice thing about the Oxos is they are, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're everywhere. They're, they're pretty much every street corner. If you go to laundromat, you, you can usually find you one right across the street. There, yeah. um, they pay your bills there. But they also tend to have like the the emergency supplies that you might need as a okay. traveler, baby wipes, Pepto Bismol, tampons, okay, um, all those kinds maybe. of products, uh, toothpaste, band aids, band aids. Yes, you can get those at those little stores okay. at the Oxo. Yeah, I haven't been to one of those yet. Tylenol. I not did see the Tylenol. Yeah, I'm gonna go to pharmacy, pharmacy for any see, kind of medicine. Did see Pepto, didn't we see Pepto Bismol? They had Pepto Bismol at the Oxo. Yes. And uh, so to, to wrap up, I think my last major thing, because you, you said the heartburn thing already, and I, I agree with that, um, is that you, again, it just feels so fanciful. Like the level of stress and being here is so small compared to mm -hmm. like, you're in a, you are a foreigner in a country. They speak a different language than you, whether or not you're trying to learn it or whatever. Right. I don't feel lost. No. I don't feel mm -hmm. trapped. No. I don't feel like I can't figure it out. Yeah. Someone 
somewhere will see my face and walk up to me and ask if I need support, whether I'm in a store or on the street. Like that what happened last night. Our Uber driver dropped us a little bit away from the restaurant and we couldn't identify the restaurant because not every restaurant will like have a sign. sign. So that is that is something that might be a little bit different. So we thought we were in the wrong place. So we Googled it and Google told us to walk three minutes away. So we went there. Didn't see anything else. Started messaging you. You guys said you were there. We're like, okay, we don't see you. And then a guy just walks up to us and says, where do you need, where can I help you get to? And he didn't speak much English and we didn't speak much Spanish, but between us, we worked it out. And then he explained where to go. We went back the way we came, found you guys sitting outside. And it was just like, my concern was sending you a pin to my location being like, let's figure out if we could track yeah. each other. But since you guys are Android people mm-hmm. and we are iPhone people, we couldn't communicate. Like I couldn't see your location from yeah. where I was and stuff like that. So that made it hard between us. Yeah. Right. But a random guy on the street just says, hello, where are you? Yeah. What are you doing here? Oh, you know, yeah. like, what do you, you know, <laughs> like food. what help do you need? And it's always with a smile. And then it was almost like, then he thanked us, even though like we're thanking him, but he was like, thank you. And it seemed more like, um, like, thank you for giving me the experience to talk to I'll a talk foreigner to, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, that's not what he said, but that was the vibes. So I just feel like, like they're, they're so happy to help you. Like I went to uh, the super Aki, the supermarket yeah. and was going around and trying to find something. And I had a really poor cell signal at the time. I hadn't rebooted my phone. Um, and it hadn't kicked over to the local towers. Mm. So it was sitting at like one bar to, to Telmax, and I'm not able to use the Google Translate because oh. it's like network error it's can't. Not, yeah. You know, if you didn't download it offline ahead of time, sorry. Yeah. So I'm going to the worker to worker to worker trying to find this stuff. Ayuda. That's no an important word to know. What I'm after. And they finally like, Carlos. <laughs> you know, and Carlos comes in and is like, yay, what's up? And he's like, <laughs> Inglés. Like, oh, I lived in Tennessee for a year. What do you need? Oh, that's hilarious. He's like, okay, yeah. you need anything. Well, isn't from it weird store, that the Uber driver me. today was like Houston, and I'm like Houston. Like, he was NASA. Like, like, yes. Like, what made him pick Houston out of the thing? And I was like, yeah, actually, I'm, that's where I moved. But from. he's obviously mm-hmm. he liked NASA. Yeah, he seemed to like. He yeah, seemed they, to like they, NASA. They, they also, the best part you. about that, he's like American TV. Because he was trying to he was trying to let us he know says that he doesn't speak English, English very well. The word he knew no, well, well was, and he paused for like for dramatic effect, and then all of a sudden he goes as he's shit. driving, shit, and we're like, what? <laughs> oh, ha! and then we all laugh. We all started laughing. Yeah. He's like American TV, and we're like, yes. so even if people don't speak English and you don't speak enough Spanish, somehow we managed to communicate. There's never been one person that was like, sorry, can't figure it out, I gotta go. Right. Where that would a hundred percent happen to at home. Yeah, um, right. Because I've had days where I was feeling sick, had to leave and go home and leave the group and say, you know what, I'm going to go take a nap. Mm-hmm. I don't feel well. And the next day it was, okay, I've got to go do this laundry. I've got to go find this because my sunglasses broke in half. Yeah. I got to go to three or four different pharmacies to try to find, right. you know, lactate is what I was looking for at the time, yeah. um, among other products. That none of those days felt stressful. Nothing, they felt no worksome because I wasn't feeling well. Yeah, the only time you've had stressful. stress had nothing to do with being here. Work no. called me. Yeah, work called you. Your that phone was my work. most my phone stressful didn't work. Yeah. day. Is I had to do work. Yeah. For an so American I went company. to go. We I went to go get you cat supplies because you'd spent over half of the day trying to figure out why your phone wouldn't work here. Yeah. 
And mm -hmm. literally, I, a guys, they're doing Spanish a lot better than I, I am. And I literally walked up to this person. I said, ink less, but it just question mark. And I went, no. Nope. And I went, okay, ayuda. And she went, claro. claro. And she, and she claro. followed me and we figured it out. And, yeah. we, and it was amazing. I, I mean, it's not that I don't imagine the the local people probably don't want as many Americans or, yeah. or expats here. We no. have seen one bit of graffiti that said Merida no es blanco. Mm. A fair. I mean, fair. the way that Americans travel and stuff like that. No, and we've seen you know, people being out of pocket. The, the we case we have seen Americans being, being out of pocket yeah, here. You got guys. the guy at the counter like, why isn't my order out here? Just crossed arms. Yeah, totally yeah. defensive posture. I'm like, I'm in my head going, Take a seat. Take it like calm Dang, the fuck down. down. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, don't be a dick. Don't guys. be a dick. Be thoughtful. Understand that you are the foreigner. Mm -hmm. I I I do hear um Western travelers say I'm in a foreign country. I mean, even if that's technically correct, yeah. The you are the foreign element. You <laughs> are a guest in someone else's yes. home. I'm looking right at the camera and I'm looking at my people of the palm color variety. <laughs> I need you to stop acting like white people in the United States. And I would also like you to stop acting like white people. Yeah. Outside of the United States. This needs to stop. So, okay. So random little observation. We did go to one white restaurant establishment it was a irish pub chain a global chain called hennessy's it was diagonal across the street from the museum that we that we were at immediately walked in besides myself and the wait staff everybody was white mm -hmm. um which should have made me just turn around but we were hot the, and tired <laughs> the food was the least delicious Delicious. food yeah. of all mm -hmm. the food we've had so far but the vibe inside because of the tourists like, it's not like any tourist was behaving badly. It's just right. the immediate vibe of just like, ugh, these are the people that I, I exist around all the time. Um, just like the way people kind of talk and stuff like that. Like How impatient they how were. How impatient. And I'm how dealing with- How demanding of the staff they were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like, and maybe that's why they hover at that restaurant. Because no, no one hover, hovers at hovered. other restaurants. Yeah, but they hovered. The wait staff hovered at the tables. And I think they did that because the- the, it made so much sense that English, Australian, and American to white tourists were at that place mm. because it's like, you know, maybe this is close to home type of thing. And maybe the staff there feel like they need to be there because the vibe of the people. I would say of anything we've experienced so far that was the least pleasant place, even though nothing bad happened, it was just like, these right. are the people like, I don't want to be like associated the with. The staff still had that helpful feeling. Yes. But, but they were on it. That, they were on edge. I'm, yeah. They were on edge. Yeah. Yeah. And so that wasn't that wasn't us just look at whatever. It they didn't were have on the edge. relaxed feel. It didn't. Yeah. Whereas everywhere else does. Like even that that hotel where it was fancy. Fancy. Yeah. Like fancy. We went to three one courses, really fancy places. You know, course setting, course, yeah. post court, appetizer. They yeah. still went. They, they still hung out away. They, and, it was very chill. Yeah. They didn't rush us to do anything and we lost the light i guess, I guess, I guess <laughs> um, we're, we so yeah so that's the way that we'll wrap up is is just like 
as an American or Western tourist. Be considerate. Be considerate Please. and realize that you are the foreign element. Yeah. So your behavior is the behavior that needs to adjust, not the behavior of the mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. that exist there already. Yeah. Do a little fucking research before yeah. you go anywhere to kind of get under and understand what the what stuff is like at the place you're flexible, going. Because even that research being flexible, because yeah, like there's some stuff you just don't know. Like I didn't learn until I got here that they don't have a mail service that technically works in the way that we that know we would be we would expect it works the way that it works for them and it works for them right yep. but we would be the ones that need to adjust yeah. so that that's my biggest my biggest thing is is that um and the experience i'm having with other tourists not mm. as pleasant yeah the experience that i'm having with the maya people here and the mexican people here absolutely outstanding amazing and i've mm -hmm. never felt so i don't i don't feel like we deserve it i i i, yeah. I, don't, I it's me personally i don't think we, i don't deserve think that we deserve being treated this nicely considering how wretched i would say are, that this is but, the one of the first times i've traveled somewhere where i don't feel like i'm imposing mm. Even though technically, I guess I am yeah. because I am a Westerner. I am a for I am a foreigner here, but I'm also an American, where the it carries an elite status that is unearned. I feel like, you know what it feels like. Have you ever been invited to dinner at like a friend's family member's house, and they're like, "Yeah, just bring your friend." Yeah, mm -hmm. and it and you're just like, "But they don't know no, me." They're like, they "So what? Just come, bring, just bring yeah. your friend." That's what it feels like. It feels like I'm yeah. at like my friend's. Tio's house and, and they're being great to you and they're just being and you're like super this sweet. is not how it is at home you're like but this is christmas i can't come to your family's christmas. house at christmas yeah that's what it feels like and is they that, got you a sweater yeah like, yeah, like, like yeah. They, somehow they yeah. already have a gift for me yeah, yeah yeah it, it really has been like that and i i you know I, again i don't want to exaggerate or make it feel more fanciful than it is i'm sure there are people who have had horrible more negative experiences and things like that but um and i'm not saying that i don't think I won't. Well, right. At I'm some sure we'll meet some of this. I can't stand us. But fair. so far it's been so wonderful. And I'm I can already feel that like I could settle into a life here. And I just want to continue to do my best to uh, assimilate to the culture, the dominant culture, and protect it in the best way that I can and not exploit it in any way beyond, I guess, my presence kind of you know, I'm telling the internet about yeah. it. And then um, consider and comprehend that there is a difference between poor and trashy and make True. sure that you are not being the trashy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that is correct. Yeah. That'll keep you out of trouble. That'll keep you out of trouble. And so don't forget to follow us on our social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, at queer far pod. Mm -hmm. And if you want to drop some coins in the tip jar, you can go to our coffee page, ko fi dot com slash queer far pod uh is that it well thank you for being here jeff. thank you for being here jeff mm, my my, my blanco hermano mm -hmm. um we are waxed vaxxed and trying to unpack <laughs> want to go get some food yeah i'm starving after that <laughs> all right let's go <laughs> hasta luego Queer and Far is a main hustle media podcast produced and edited by Charmaine Fury. Co-hosted by Charmaine Fury, a.k.a. The Blazing Blurred, and Shay Nanigans. Music is Big Band Savage Jazz by Pine Groove. If you like what you've heard on Queer and Far, please subscribe, rate, and review on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.